Anywho, so I got one for you guys this week. Have you ever talked to somebody, you, you know, approach one of your friends or someone you meet on the street and you talk to them for a bit and the conversation is going great, like you're talking, and then you realize that they're saying kind of the same thing over and over again, like the same three things again and again, and you're like, yeah, I gotta get, gotta get going because I have a life. And you try to get past them and they say, what are you doing or where are you going? That happened to me the other day. I wanted to ask you guys, real life or Skyrim? I'm going real life. Yeah, real life for sure. What do you say? Is this Zelda? I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, I'm sticking with real life. So it actually is both. I did that to a friend of mine who I did, he was just rambling. I was like, I gotta go. Too much mead. Yeah, too much mead. And I did that in Skyrim as well because I tried talking to that guy who leans by uh, the general store in Whiterun. They keep saying the same thing over and over again about being obsessed with death. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think I killed him. Just... Oh, yeah. He, so yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know what the problem in Skyrim is these days? Everyone's obsessed with death. Oh. I thought he'd be more cheerful if I talked to him, but it turns out he is just a sad yeah. fellow. Yeah. There's so, a lot of death in Skyrim. There is a lot of death in Skyrim, and that's hopefully something you can change in the future. Yeah. To each their own. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we can change it by adding more death. Yes. yes. We, we, can <laughs> we can multiply the death. It cancels out the other death. It's, it's an exponential I don't thing. think that works that way, I but it does. okay. Well, welcome everybody to episode four of Arrows to the Knee, the one, the only... The hashtag DovaCast. I am Killian Giants Toe McMurphy, joined as always by my esteemed colleagues, my wonderful co-hosts, Dorian Fetch the Mead Mitchell. I want to bash your face and after all of you done. Oh my. And Lee Grilled Leek Stetson. This weather won't be good for my crops. <laughs> Never should have come here. And we have our second guest Brittany the potion pusher nurnals how are you great how are you not bad we we understand you're an expert in alchemy yep so we can't wait to talk to you about that today Excellent. conjuration as well right mm-hmm. oh that's very 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 exciting but before we get into <laughs> that there's breaking news whoa breaking what? news breaking news just released about a month ago. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, does anyone know what I'm talking about? I want. I'm going to throw a guess out there. Elder Scrolls Six, the teaser trailer. Yes. Now, yes. If, I think everyone has you know seen it, or most people have seen it. The beautiful mountain range that was shown, the aerial shot, and that was it. Really, that was all we saw. Yeah. I don't think that they really had to say much besides mountain. Elder Scrolls Six and show landscape to get the hype that they really want. Oh, sure, sure. Pretty much all they needed to do it was acknowledge, yes, we're making it. <laughs> yeah, really, though. No. I mean, I got pretty pretty fired up about it. I was like, oh, look at those mountains. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Take, take a horse up there. I think there's a tree there. Oh, I think my. there was many trees there. Yeah, yeah. very, very That's, I mean, do, we don't know. Any, do, do, does anyone else know about other details about this or when a fortune ever come out? No one knows anything, but there is apparently a sudden line of thinking on Reddit forums that is saying that possibly there have been spoilers in previous games that indicate the direction everything is going. So in Morrowind, there was a piece of information that essentially said 
basically foreshadowed the Oblivion Crisis. Mm -hmm. And in, actually, I think it was also in Morrowind, it was uh, talk about the Akazari possibly invading Cyrodiil or Tamriel or wherever. Should there be something catastrophic like a civil war, which, as we know, was a subplot of Skyrim? So the latest gossip is to suggest that this will take place in an entirely different land with many non-human races, including possibly a focus on the Akavari. That's awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. A completely different place as in not Tamriel? Yeah, yeah. Across like some oceans or something. Oh. Many leagues away. So that's pretty intriguing. Yeah. Not elsewhere. Not elsewhere. Somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. However, of course, we know that the initial conversations were uh, around, um, was it um, High Rocker? Yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot of High Rocker. Just, it's, been... it's a pretty obvious draw from... I heard that and that they might be going back to Morrowind, but it's been more High Rock than anything else that I've heard. Should be cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know anything about any of Tamriel besides Skyrim. Like I said before, that's the only one of the Elder Scrolls games I've played, so... And I've heard of Mor- uh, Morrowind, but I've never played played Skyrim like you guys Is it too. a desert? Is it Morrowind a desert? Is that what the Red Guards are from? No, I thought that was... A- well, the Red Guards, I think, come from desert land. I think yeah. everything outside of... <laughs> mountain, lush, lush forest, yeah. and mountains are as barren Ice, as yeah. desert, forest, mountain... Yeah, it's all the same. Habitats, am I right? <laughs> Landscapes. So y'all have never played... Uh- Oblivion? No. No, I've not. That's what? why the Oblivion War references are like above my head. Yeah, a little bit. above my head. Awesome. Yeah. You know what else is awesome? What else is awesome? You, as an interviewer. Whoa, thanks, Make man. it happen, my man. All right, Brittany, are you ready? Yes. Okay, well, first, before we dive into the, you know, the probing hard hard questions, can you give us a quick little summary about your background? You know, in Skyrim, your yeah. character, etc.? Yeah, so I'm uh, Argo the Argonian. Ooh, okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm we'll words. level 53. All right. Uh, I've got, I've completely mastered Conjuration. Um, I usually fight with two Dramora Lords by my side. Ooh. And by me fighting, I mean they fight, and I yeah. stand very far away uh, with my healing. Do they ever right. smell weakness? Uh, you know, I think they smell both that and a little bit of reeklings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do they ever tell you a challenger is near? All the time, but they can never find them. Yeah, they, they do. Get stuck. Yep, I had that problem too. They just they run yeah. into walls and yeah. they just keep charging forward. You, you have to reconjure good. them like closer to the enemy. Yeah. Okay. So, Brittany, is your character male or female? Female. Okay, and that leads to my first question. Mm-hmm. So, we touched upon this briefly in episode one when Lee was discussing his character. He mm-hmm. plays a female, I believe, as well. Oh, yes. So, in your mind, do you ever encounter any, I guess, sexism in, in Skyrim? Any. Well, I feeling, mean... Feeling like that? Probably. There's a lot of people who tell me I'm a good-looking lady, but I'm Whoa. a wizard, so I get very confused. And then there's just a lot of, like, I don't know, racism against Argonians. Oh, yeah. Yep. People don't like our people. My fr- I'm, I'm married to an Argonian, actually, and, and we get a lot of dirty looks when we hit the town. Really? Yeah, an orc and an Argonian, you know, really yeah. furrowed brows, especially from the Nords. Yeah. You know how they are. Love is love, man. Love That's is love. right. I think lizards are beautiful, by the way. Yeah. And we, so I get it. I mean, there's a book called The Lusty Argonian Maid for a reason. That's there all. Is. Yeah. A book that if listeners haven't heard on our first two episodes, we read a portion of. Yeah, go back to yeah. the archives. You don't want to miss that. You don't yeah. want to miss that. Uh, Brittany, let me see. So you are Conjuration 
expert. Yes. Uh, are you more so your magical base not hand to hand? Correct. Okay. If you had to choose a weapon to use, what would you use? Definitely a bow. I don't want to get near the action. Okay. You're a lot like Sunny. She's the same yeah. She's a fleet of foot kind of fighter. Yeah. <laughs> Running in the other direction. Yeah. So okay. I have a question. Your your conjuration is a hundred. Yes. Why don't you legendary it? Um, because I want to keep all of my perks. I can dual cast Dramora Lords, and I don't have to fight anything. They do all the hard work, and you know I don't want to have to start from square one. Oh, that is an interesting look into our discussion from episode three. And I think that is all I have awesome. for you. Yeah, a great, great interview. Yeah, I have, uh, you know, some background in that. No match at all! Enough of this jibber-jabber. Okay. How about your character? What's up with it, Dorian? So, my character, Saron Nightsworn, is level 62. Is that your name? I told yeah, I said that first episode. It's a oh, great name. Gosh, it hasn't gotten any better. Your name is not anywhere near as good as mine. My name's badass. Anyway... I'm level 62 now. I completed, so we're last um, coming off from episode 3. I have completed the Thieves Guild quest. I've collected all the Dragon Priest masks on both uh, Skyrim and Solasheim. And I'm currently working on getting my Magicka up, my Magicka area up. It's pretty high right now. I'm trying to get higher. And right now I'm just doing some side quests. I also became the Thane of the Pale and of Hawkreach. Yes, yes, yes. So just very class. Just find some side quests and hang out. Me, oh, my man. character what, what, is level sixty nine now. What is your character's nice. name? Yeah, <laughs> shooter. Shooter. Great name. Great I know. Name. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I just finally did the cannibal quests. Oh, the ring of uh. Yes. Namira. And I'm I'm not really worried about using the ring. I kind of put the it's ring weird. up. Yeah, I'm not really about eating people. In fact, after I became friends with all the cannibals, I killed them all. Killing, would you mind explaining what the ring does real quick? Just sum it up? You yeah, mind? it gives you a, some kind of boost in your health and magicka, I think, when you feast on a corpse. So I think it, so automatically you get 50 plus stamina. Yeah, and that's what it is, you, stamina and health. When you feed on a corpse, your stamina and health, everything, everything increases. I think everything regenerates much faster. Oh, okay. Still, that's great. It's weird. Because yeah. like the, the emotions are you literally shoveling... Yeah, man's got his limits, you know. You know what else I discovered? Orc camps. Orc camps. You didn't okay. know about them? Well, I knew about them. I just never gotten around to visiting them. Oh. So, you know, me and my orc buddies have gotten really, really close. I may have completely wiped out one because of a miscommunication, but there's still two left, so things are going well. Two out of three ain't bad. It's a really good okay. batting average. How about you, Lee? What's been? What's the haps with you, my man? Well, things are actually uh, kind of moving along with my eternal quest to unite the band and clans. Yes. Uh, they're starting to recognize me as who will eventually be their leader. So what I've been doing in the meantime is while things are in a sort of stasis is I've been staying at my house a lot in, in the smoky, dusty basement at my forge, uh, crafting jewelry and arrows and just the necessities of running such a large organization as I'm eventually going to be running. So really, I've been uh, working on my crafting skills. I I'm making just spectacular jewelry. Yeah, lately. every good bandit needs a good necklace. Exactly. You're know, not a bandit a... otherwise. Mr. Yeah, T knows that. Do you have a name in mind for your organization? When you guys so moving on. Okay. <laughs> that would be a part now. All right. Well, Dorian, earlier you brought up the dragon priests. Yes. And that got me thinking. 
I don't really know a lot about the dragon girls. Okay. I put their pretty little masks on. I dress up. I run around town. Okay. I rock and roll, but I don't know the history of the okay. dragon priest. So tell me about that and pronounce some stuff wrong if you can. Okay, well, as listeners remember from the first episode, I mentioned one of my favorite quest lines to do involves dragon priests. And essentially what they are are undead sorcerers who worship the dragons as gods. They have their own cults. They have their own following. Actually, I did some more research. Turns out not all of them were based in Magicka. There was one that was a Nordic chieftain. There have been some others that were just warriors. Some that were just priests themselves, regular priests. So there are eight main priests in Skyrim, and there are five in Solasheim. Mm-hmm. And we're including Mirak in this. My buddy Mirak. Oh. So, as everyone knows, like you just mentioned Killian, each mask, well, most of the masks have enchantments. Mm-hmm. My, like, there's one, I think it's... it's Nalkrim. Nalkrim is one of my favorite masks in the game. Yeah, mine too. 50 plus Magicka, 20% less to cast destruction and restoration spells. Great useful thing. Yeah. However, did you know that one of the Dragon Priests is considered a force of good? Oh, Later really? Now. now, Valak the Jailer. Uh-huh. He is located on Solasheim under the quest Lost Legacy, uh-huh. in which a wealthy benefactor approaches you very excited. He found a tomb. And you accompany him, and you follow it. You the guy's learn. a scumbag, right? The dude who so, takes all your money? No, no, no. This is the other guy. Oh, other okay. guy. Don't remember that guy. I hate <laughs> that guy. That guy's the worst. So, as you're doing the quest, you come to learn that Falok actually, uh, Mirak, actually served together during the time of the Dragon Priest, you know, the pinnacle of their, their reign. Valok realized that Mirak was going to betray the dragon pr- dragons for his own, his own gain, his own power. So they gauge into a fight. And this fight apparently lasted for three days, nonstop battling. It's exhausting. And the force of it was so powerful, it tore Solasheim away from Skyrim. Uh, it, and that's why it became its own island. Finally, Volok succeeded, succeeded in banishing Mirak to another dimension. And he was charged by the dragons, his gods, to wait until Mirak comes back for all time. Oh, wait, I, I've seen that guy. And so, also another fun fact about him, real quick, his mask is the, is the only dragon priest that you don't get a mask from. I've definitely seen that guy. I yeah. was so mad. You yeah. know, I always thought Solstein was separate because it was a part of the DLC that they didn't add till after the game came what? out. But that, that makes, your story <laughs> oh, makes more sense. It's a beautiful place. I just recently moved there. It's, oh, did you? It's fantastic. Oh, yes, first class. I'm in Raven Rock. You ever run what? into any Reeklings? All the time. Those, those little guys and the little piggies, they're very, you know, they're charming. Yeah, that's a word. Well, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> so another another dragon priest that was also considered kind of good, too, was Otar, Otar the Mad. He was a force of good until his madness eventually drove him to commit heinous acts. Heinous acts? Very much so. I'm not going to, you know, if the fan of heart, I don't want to say on the air. Honestly. Yes, we got kids listening. So um, also there are generic dragon priests that have no masks. You just fight them. They're always, you know, surrounded by dragon death lords, etc. Unnamed. Unnamed. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you, Lee. And my last bit, um, as everyone knows, you collected all the dragon priest masks in Skyrim. You go to Labyrinthian, and you find a shrine. It's in the middle of Labyrinthian. It's a broken down shrine. You'll find a wooden mask there. You pop that on. You put all the dragon priest masks on the shrine. You're teleported to a, to back in time to when the shrine's in its full glory, trash chests everywhere, etc. Once you do that, you receive the final mask. And then it, I'm going to push the name. Oh, man. Conark? Conark. We're going to say Conark. The Tusky Boy. The gold oh. mask of the Tusks. And oh, that, okay. Yeah, and that's the final mask. 
And my last little bit of trip, a little bit of uh, trivia. Lee, do you think the dragon priest names have any significance? Do you think they mean anything? Sure. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that is the correct answer. So two of the dragon priest names, Prosus and Vulcan, uh, have different meanings in the dragon language. Prosus means sorrow. Vulcan means shadow. And that is all I have. Wow. Interesting. Wow. I know that was a lot. That's a mouthful. After something like that, I think you need a drink. I you will. really do. And speaking of which, I just want to take a moment to thank this episode's sponsor. See, this episode is sponsored by the new Ragged Flagon. Oh, well, what's new. new about it? Yeah, right? What's new about it? Well, Veckel the man, let me tell you, Veckel is the man. He wanted to really stress that all the stories, everything you've been hearing about the Ragged Flagon being run down, being dirty, grungy, just not a place to go anymore, a place where thieves go to drink and knife each other, none of that's true. Not anymore, at least. See, the investors behind the Ragged Flagon, they've decided to recommit to it. And they've just been pouring in a lot of cash, a lot of funding, um, a lot of renovation work, and, and they're really trying to rebuild the reputation. And that's why they're sponsoring this episode. They want to get the word out. So for the remainder of the month, Veckel is running happy hour specials. You know, get your Blackbriar mead, get your Nord mead, your Argonian blood wine, Surly Brothers wine, get all that stuff, half price. Uh, I hear he's even going to be opening a couple bottles of Black Briar Reserve oh, and, and treating oh, people. the good stuff. Oh, yeah. Right. And at the end of the month, so make sure you get down there before the end of the month. At the end of the month, they're going to premiere the new formulation of the Hunting Brew Mead. It's really exciting, and, and it's just fantastic stuff. And so what's the draw, really? Well, it's no longer just a bar. It's really more like a bazaar. See, after renovation, they've managed to attract some merchants to move into the Ragged Flagon, sort of like creating this, this, this whole place that's just really cool to go to. So, I mean, if you got smithing, alchemy, archery, armory needs, it'll all be taken care of down in the Ragged Flagon. I've even heard rumor that someone's moving in who can change your very face. Yeah, amazing. I don't even know what that means. So anyway, it's the Ratway under Riften. You'll find an underground cistern. It's really a beautiful place. It's just dripping with atmosphere. The new Ragged Flagon. Make your way down there this month. Well, I'm pretty excited about this. And you know what they say, you'll be seeing speckles when you drink with Veckel. That's a good catchphrase. Right, tough crowd, tough crowd. It's, yeah, yeah. Speaking of tough. I smell weakness. What's up, man? I've been encountering a lot of tough, tough enemies lately. Ooh. Revered dragons in particular oh. for me are very, very, very difficult. I think I've encountered maybe five and killed one. So I had the same problem, too. I, I got attacked by one mm -hmm. at the College of Winterhold. Oh. So even with the mages firing their spells and helping them, it's it's not been good. Yeah, it's they're, been, um, they're very, very, very tough. It's yeah. been really hard. So and that's a good question, too. Killian, what would you say your toughest fight, toughest fight has been? Um, like I said, the revered dragons are tough, but Harkin... A lot of people online talk about how Harkin's not that hard of an enemy because he doesn't level up with you past 60, I think, as compared to, like, the Mirax and the Alduins of the world that level up, you know, to 100 or whatever they do. Nope. Um, that's Serana's father, right? The, the yes, Vampire. yeah, Harkin. Oh, he was easy. I, that's what everybody yeah, says. Yeah, I didn't have that problem with that. Everybody I talked to talks about how easy it was to kill Harkin. I had such a problem with him. More so than Alduin, more so than Mirak. You talked about how hard Mirak was. I don't want to think. Either. I don't want to think about Mirak. I don't want to think about him. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just think forever to be him. With everyone's different play styles, 
that we all have different enemies that are tough for us in different ways. Like, I think it was the teleporting that Harkin did that really threw me off with my close quarters combat right. and stuff like that. Yeah. Really. How about you, Dorian? So, I would, so I've had some tough fights, you know, some victories, some, some losses. My, one of my toughest fights that comes to mind is when I was first starting out. Level six, fresh-eyed guy, leather armor, you know, I got a few spells in my belt, I'm swaggering up down, um, what, River, River Run? Is that what? No. Riverwood? Riverwood. Why do I think it's weird? Riverwood. So I'm about to leave, about to go do my first quest. Three mercenaries roll up on me. They're like, hey. I'm like, hey, what's up? They're like, we even paid to teach you a lesson. I'm like, oh? They're like, yeah. And they start swinging at me. So I pull out my frostbite. I'm spraying it. I'm trying, you know, I'm spraying it. I'm hitting everybody. Unbeknownst to me, I was in the townspeople as well. Oh. So I'm already, so it's three of them against me. I'm getting hit pretty hard. I'm running out of town. I think I'm good, I think I'm safe, I can cover, you know, get some distance, attack him again. I get hit in the back of the head by one of the old ladies in town. That's hilarious, actually. Uh-huh. So I get swarmed by everybody, and I immediately get beat. Oh. So that was one. And then there was one involving a bandit leader. This is, about, I, this is me progressing a little bit down the line, mm-hmm. you know, a little, a little tougher, a little wiser. This bandit leader had magic that you would not believe at, like, level 15. Oh, wow. Oh, man. I took me three tries to beat him. He His fireballs... And at the time I was a freshly made vampire. His fireballs wrecked uh, my life. Ah, see, that's oh. what it was. Then. And the last little, last tough fight I can recall besides River Dragons, because I had the same issue as you, Review Dragons, Mirak. Yeah. The dragon combat threw me for a loop, mm-hmm. and getting on the ground with him was, I was done five seconds because his fire spells wrecked me. Yeah, he's a very, very tough fighter. How about you, Lee, for some tough fights that you've ran into over the years? Can't say I've had any. <laughs> wow. What a true champion. Moving on. The hardest fight probably was beating my garden. Yeah, yeah. Those those roots get real down, real down in the what dirt. What a tranquil soul you are. Seriously. Speaking of roots. Oh, I was good, yeah. How about you? Yeah. Any crazy battles you've been in? You know, ever since I got the dual conjuration and I've got my dream well, It's been Wars. easy street. Huh? Yeah, look at that. So easy. Mirak, I just blinked and he was dead. Oh, um, okay. And I really hated that guy, so I was really happy that he died pretty quickly. Do you remember when he stole the dragon souls from you? And um, you gloat about it? That only happened twice, oh. and, and I took care of that problem immediately. Oh, I got back and forth five times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the hardest fight, honestly, was before I, I leveled up my conjuration. I went into some kind of ruins. Don't know where it is, because I never pay attention. I just Same. wander. Um, there's a bunch of conjuration like masters in there. And, you know, I, I open the door, mm-hmm. and they immediately kill me. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I couldn't run away. I couldn't hide. I couldn't even exit the door. Like I was dead. <laughs> so you're like stuck in a loop. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. And we can't forget the Draugr Death Lords. Yeah, they're always tough yeah. in the Overlords. So speaking of things that are awful, it's time for everyone's favorite segment: the reading, the monthly reading. Oh, the monthly reading. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. The Wabba Jack is back, Jack. Woo! <laughs> oh, well said. Well said. As, as listeners remember last episode. We had our guest then and Killian read yes. the first part of The Wabajack. And I believe this month, Brittany and Lee will take it away. Sure thing. So you guys are ready. Okay. I'm going to settle back and relax. Well, someone appeared who I thought was Hermaeus Mora. The only thing that made me somewhat suspicious was Hermaeus Mora, from what I read, was a big, blobby, multi-eyed, clawed monstrosity. 
and this guy looked like a waist-coated banker. Also, he kept calling himself Sugaroth, not Hermaeus Mora. Still, I was happy to have successfully summoned Hermaeus Mora. These inconsistencies did not bother me. He had to, uh, wait a minute. He had me do some things that didn't make any sense to me beyond the moral scope, breath, and can, I suppose. And then his servant happily gave me something called the Wabajack. 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 Maybe the Wabajack is the book of knowledge. Maybe I'm smarter because I know cats can be bats, can be rats, can be hats, can be gnats, can be that's, can be this is, and that doors can be bores, can be snores, can be floors, can be roars, can be spores, can be yours, can be mine. I must be smart, for the interconnective system is very clear to me. Then why or wherefore do people keep calling me mad? Wabajack, 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 wabajack. Wow. Yeah. So, Those hands down are best reading, yeah. Well, let's, that, that reading almost be my Argonian accent episode. That's too. true. That's true. The challenger is near! <laughs> Speaking of old episodes. Before we get into that, Killian. What? Real quick. You got some nerve. Brittany, alchemy. What's the deal with that? Why do you like it so much? Um, because I can make potions and I can sell them, and that's how I make my money. Okay. Uh, speaking honest of, pay do, for honest work. yeah. Do do any of you need any potions of ultimate stamina? Oh yeah. yes, yeah. and a potion oh. of true shot. Gotcha. Yikes! <laughs> I make that joke every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. I got you covered, then. Got you covered. <laughs> Never should have come. <laughs> anyway, speaking of other episodes, again, I'll use the same transition as I did last time. Got a whole busload of segues back here. That's right. A whole segway full of buses. Um, <laughs> so I got an update Ooh. on my little inquiry yes. into Rorik. What was that about? how he lives his life. I thought he was gay, my man. Whoa! But Pride Month is over. Pride Month is over. Actually, now we're in Wrath or ah. Sloth, depending on how you celebrate. Um, well, I broke into his home. Oh, and him and his assumed lover, they were separate beds. When I walked in, he was, Rorik was sitting at the edge of one of the beds while his friend was asleep. Now, you could say, you know, Killian, you broke into their house. You probably woke him up. That's why he was on the edge of the bed. But on the other hand, he might have quickly ran over there and sat on the edge of the bed. Like, everything's cool, man. It's normal. We're just two bros hanging out. That's what I would say. Yeah. That's yeah. Say, I, I don't see the problem is. I'm good. Um, you know, I'm going to look even deeper into this and see what Ooh. else I can find. Okay. Because Three-part investigation. You guys, this is serious. You guys might not believe me, but I know there's something there, okay? And I just want just, uh, to be honest with himself and be a hero. Just be careful. To the LGBT community. Just be careful. What? And don't get into jail or... Something like that. Yeah, jail schmail. I'll broken out. I'll break out again. And following, I ain't never scared. And following up on that, um, speaking of last episode, I remember we were discussing legendary in your skills. Mm-hmm. And Lee gave a very persuasive arg- uh, argument saying you should legendary your skills. And I say, you know what? I'll give it a whirl. So I did legendary my sneak up, distributed the perk points to various things. And Killian is right. I have been leveling up so much faster. Mm-hmm. So, Lee, I'm going to say you were right, and thank you for your wise advice. 
I think this is going to be a tradition every episode. It is not. We, that he was wrong. No, again, as our listeners know, I am very seldom wrong. Sorry, I'll admit that I'm wrong about Rorik's sexuality next episode. So Okay. If we hear from you. Is, is that yeah. foreshadowing? Yeah, there's <laughs> not, I, I kept looking. There's nothing else I can find, okay? It's a two-part <laughs> investigation you, and I was wrong. You wanted, you wanted it to be true. You wanted to hear to look up to. Yeah. Well, hey, what if our listeners have a scoop? Maybe they can reach out to you and let you know. Ooh, I would idea. like that. Oh, they that. can reach me at Facebook at Killian McMurphy, Instagram Killian McMurphy, and the Shooter KM on Twitter. How about you? If they got anything cool to tell you, Dorian, where can they hit you up? They can find me on Facebook at uh, looking up Dorian Mitchell. They can find me on Instagram at DorianM48 and on Twitter at DorianM48. Oh, he nailed his plugs this this wow. month. Someone's been practicing. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm about. Mr. Durham, we got a special appearance. Oh, Come on is this the fallout party? Get oh, out You got God. some nerve. We'll fix that in post. We always, <laughs> always will, my man. How about you, Lee? Yes, same as always. Stetson3 on Twitter. Spell it all out. S-T-E-T-S-O-N-T-H-R-E-E. <laughs> They're going to have to listen to that 30 times. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it one more show time. Notes. Do it one more time. <laughs> Uh, I got leaks to grill. Uh, <laughs> Brittany, where we, can we find you? At The Real Nerdles, I assume? The Real no, Nerdles. No, I'll give you two two places just because that's all I know off the top of my head. Um, so on Twitter, I'm bdanielle27. That's it. Um, okay. And then I've got a website, www.brittanydanielle.com. Ooh, official. Very, very, very exciting. Well, I think that about wraps it up for episode four of Arrows to the Knee, the one, the only, hashtag DovaCast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, my dudes.